Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Perkins Platform. This is a solutions-oriented podcast and live radio show. Each broadcast, we dedicate just about 30 minutes to explore topics of interest for leaders and professionals in education and a variety of other disciplines, and this is your host, Brian Perkins. You know, we're back today after an amazing week last week. Um, you know, we celebrated 10 years as a radio show and podcast. It's still hard to believe that so much time has passed so quickly. Um, even as I told today's guest about it, um, who was also pretty amazed at um, how long. Um, you know, I, I told you last week that a lot of people asked me, are you sure 10 years? Because a lot of people weren't aware that podcasts were a thing 10 years ago, but they certainly were, and we're glad to have been um, there, um, not quite at the very beginning, but certainly as it started to gain in popularity. And so, uh, as usual, you know, last week we did a show every single day, and um, so just invite you to go back. Uh, Those are still available as podcasts. Uh, Some of you are listening live and may not have uh, caught those live last week, Um, but uh, this week we have uh, an exceptional um, show uh, that we have invited uh, a professor um, at Vrije University in Amsterdam, Netherlands. He's a professor of biological psychology and has, has done work on a lot of different topics, including things that we've had other guests on about brain, uh, brain plasticity, uh, cognitive interventions, childhood development, and, and many more other topics. So um, I'm delighted to have this conversation today uh, with Dr. Bruno Sauce. Uh, welcome, Bruno. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And congratulations yeah. on the 10 years. That's very incredible. Thank you. Thank you and so much. And thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to have you. And so some of you may be wondering why we're early today. Um, Bruno is actually in uh, Amsterdam. He's uh, called me in, and mm-hmm. so we're, we're glad to have him. Um, and so in consideration of the time difference, didn't want you to have to get up at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, to join us at our regular time in the evening in the U.S. Uh, so uh, we were happy to make the shift and do the show early today. And I'm sure a lot of people are taking their uh, lunch break on the East Coast and maybe even an early lunch um, elsewhere in the U.S. Um, but around the world, people listen. So um, certainly if they're not listening live, they'll catch this uh, as a podcast. So I, I want to jump right in and, and start talking to you a little bit about I'd, lo- I'd love mm-hmm. to start um, with um, the work that you're doing. I know you, you, you have um, labs, you've done research in a lot of different areas. Um, can we start with, tell me a little bit about um, the research you're engaged in right now. Yeah, so right now um, I've been doing research with, I'm following up on the digital media, um, the studies that I've done recently. And then we, we can talk more soon. And looking at brain development as well, so the effect of digital media on brain development uh, in kids. 
and as well as looking at cognitive uh, educational interventions, interventions mm-hmm. in schools that are done here in the Netherlands, uh, over many different schools here, different apps that teachers are adopting right now, and mm-hmm. trying to see if they work and trying to see um, well how much it works and what are the factors influencing like if, if it works for some people, why does it work for some people? And if it doesn't work for others, like why is that? So looking at many different contexts and experiences that kids have as well as their genetic predispositions to see if any of that has any impact on the interventions, on the school interventions. So those are, yeah, the, the things I'm being mostly working with right now. Sure, sure. And and so I know part of the reason I invited you here was to talk about um, the impact of the media, digital media on intelligence. Um, before we mm-hmm. get there, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, there are a couple of things I'm reminded about. I, uh, I saw on um, the internet some time ago, there's this, uh, there's a video, I mean, not a video, but a, a meme, and it had um, what, what appeared to be people at a baseball game. And um, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes the baseball goes up in the stands, and so there were mm-hmm. all of the let's say um, I'm going to say most of the people in the stands were say in their 20s and 30s in this particular photograph, and the ball was coming towards people, and they were all dodging because they knew the impact the ball was going to have on them. And then, except mm-hmm. there was one little kid who was sitting with his head straight up and the ball was headed straight for him and he did, he wasn't ducking. And so what the, the caption read was um, it's clear who, who grew up before iPads or something along those lines. And so went on to suggest that <laughs> perhaps the reason the kid wasn't dodging was because <laughs> it fit the whole, you know, his whole grow your know, life or to that point, <laughs> not engaged in a real physical environment and never been hit by a ball or anything like that, didn't know the consequences of not ducking or didn't know to duck. And so (laughs) I'll start there. If you could tell me, you know, what your thoughts are about, you know, uh, children spending much of their time in a kind of virtual world uh, and how that impacts uh, not just kind of like the, I guess we're going to talk about intelligence, but uh, some of their perceptions and uh, perceptives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's a good meme. But jokes aside, that's uh, probably an exaggeration. The mm-hmm. well, it might be the case for that particular kid. I do not know. But <laughs> and by research, that there is definitely there is research still coming uh, showing negative effects or even in cognition mm. uh, but the, so far it's very mixed the results I mm-hmm. think my research added a little bit towards positive impact on okay. from digital media um, but there's still a lot we do not know mm-hmm. so it's hard to tell there, there's no conclusive final word on this on the if it's digital media and the iPads are good or not or all the the social media and video gaming. Yeah, but I mean, it we, seems, we, we, especially when it comes to video game, it seems to be 
when you put all the studies together, when you try to like assess and make a judgment, it seems that the evidence is pointing towards positive, especially okay. when it comes to video game. Then for social media, um, it seems to be very mixed. And if it's pointing towards anything, it's pointing a little bit towards negative. And then TV watching, Netflix watching, all of that video watching, then we have very little idea because it's all over the place, the results, like depending on the study. And I think it's also important to keep in mind that it's so hard to get a conclusion right now because all of those media have changed a lot, right? If you think yeah. about even TV, right? When I was a kid, which was not that long ago, it was there was no on-demand TV. We just watched mm -hmm. what was on the TV, right? We right, didn't right. have cable. Right. Like in in the in the nineties, I I just watched what was available, and there seems to be a very different world right now, right? Even for TV, which is maybe it's the thing that didn't change as much, but it changed, right? Like now kids can watch whatever they want. Like my nephew, I have a a young nephew, thirteen now, and he. He, he never just flips over TV and see what's on TV. He just watches right. exactly what he wants, what he wants. exactly yeah. fit it to his interests, right? Right. Which might make a difference, right? Uh, some authors, some researchers have argued that this might make a difference in development, in children's development, because now they, they can go much more in-depth into the things they're interested in because they're much yeah. more niche of production, mm. which has also changed a lot, right? Before there were only this big uh, corporations creating uh, media, and now like it's much more available for many people to create it, right? Uh, right. Like for example, right. podcasts, right? Like now it was not a thing in the '90s, but now like people can listen to like much more, uh, much more variety than even radio back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and video games are also extremely recent, right? Even though there have been our arcades since the 70s, but video games really only exploded 15 years ago, 20-ish years ago. And so, and came a huge thing only 10 years, the past 10 years, that now like kids are playing it many multiple hours per week, every week on average, like some kids are playing much more. So the, this is a very new habit that we didn't have before. Same for social media, right? It's, it's the thing that, it's also very new. I, I was right. growing up without any social media. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, my point being that, that this makes it very hard to study because it's a very recent thing. And so sometimes when people compare studies looking at TV watching in the 90s or the early 2000s, that might be a very different thing than looking at studies comparing, uh, looking at TV watching now, like 2010, 2020 for kids now. So it complicates the, the question further. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, no, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I guess the real distinction is that what you're talking about when you say points towards positive versus negative is that we're, we're, what we're talking about is its impact on children's intelligence or their cognitive, the, yes. kind of the cognitive yeah. aspect. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah, not, not perfect. Yeah, I think that's like very that. important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's not talking about social development, right? So we've had people on that have talked about um, social development mm -hmm. and 
which I would suspect that much of what, you know, when we have teachers or even developmental psychologists that are not talking, they're, they're, they're talking informally or anecdotally, they're, they're not saying that, you know, it's conclusive, but what they're noticing in terms of trends, right? So that when, when I guess it's very widely held that people mm-hmm. think that, wow, you know, kids just aren't the way they used to be. So let's, let's just use the example I gave with the meme just a moment. Um, you know, I yeah. remember, um, and it, this was probably 10, 12 years ago, I remember um, my great nephew actually was, was playing a video game at home. And he I mm-hmm. was vis- visiting, um, you know, my, my hometown. And, and so I watched him um, play this video game where he was playing pickup basketball. And, and so the first part of what he did was he took some time and, and, um, and chose what shoes he was going to wear, his, his avatar. He mm-hmm. chose what T-shirt yeah. and shorts, probably a good 15 minutes going through a closet of 100 different T-shirts and, you know, as many pairs of shoes. And so yeah. I just laughed because I said, so that was actually what what I used to do, but it was in the real world. And then and then to <laughs> go to this virtual yeah. space and play yeah. pickup basketball pretty much in the same way. And I just thought about you know, and I, I but I guess maybe it didn't impact him intellectually, but what it did was that it impact him um, socially. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I think so, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say negatively. But I'm not an expert in social psychology. I'm a psychologist, but I've I've done most of my work with cognition, uh, with the ways we think, we learn, we memorize, and can do reasoning with all those skills. Mm-hmm. But I, I I would say that it's it changed, absolutely changed, and the same for previous generations as well, right? It's not like this is the first generation that the kids are different than the previous previous ones. And we definitely, society overall is becoming much more abstract, right? I remember there's a, a James Flynn, a psychologist who passed away recently, unfortunately. And he, he used to say that of, he's the one who discovered the Flynn effect the pattern in psychology that intelligence seems to be increasing over generations. Uh, it's a very well replicated finding in psychology. Mm-hmm. And he used to say that it's not because the kids nowadays are smart in an objective sense of the word. It's just that now kids today, they care much more about abstract reasoning, abstraction. So they score much higher in those scores, in mm. those abilities than before. And we have data from, from the 1900s, like early 1900s, 1902, 1903, um, with questionnaires, for example, of analogies. So there will be questions like, uh, what's, what's in common between a dog and a rabbit. So if you ask someone today, so 
us, like the kids, like we are the new kids, right, of, compared to mm-hmm. that generation. So if you ask us now, most people would say to that question, most people would say, oh, both are mammals or something like that, right? They would say something along those lines. And that's what we, we see in research when we do ask participants. That's what the most common answer is. Both are mammals. Um, in early 1900s, the most common question, answer was use one, the dog, to hunt the other, which for hmm. us now, it almost looks like too simple, right, <laughs> of an answer. It's like, wow, this is so it's almost barbaric, right? Like it's so primitive, mm-hmm. which is not, mm-hmm. of course, it's not primitive at all. It's just that from mm-hmm. our perspective now because our world became so abstract, everything we do, right? Mm. Um, like think about what we're doing now, right? Talking over like across the world through radio waves, getting to people's house. It, it was It was something that, hundreds of years ago, well, even a hundred years ago, it was something super new, like radio waves, and sure, things changed sure. much more since then, right? And now yeah. we care about abstractions as if they were real, like mammals, mm. for example, think of the, what's a mammal? Like, it, it's nothing practical. There's no mammal out there. There's just dogs right. that you can use to hunt rabbits, right? right. It's just right. that we right. care about these abstractions. Um, so I think, answering your question, I think, yeah, we probably change the kids are changing not only socially but also uh, what's maybe how their minds are working right like what their minds are catching on and the things that it's they're paying more attention to is changing but that's i think that's just how it is right that's how it's the society we are building right because we Mm -hmm. are giving much more importance to abstractions we are giving much more importance to computer work right i think just how much in the 1900s most of the workers were factory workers or farmers mm-hmm. in developed countries, rich countries right now. That's not the case, mm-hmm. right? You have a lot of people working with uh, digital devices and with, and um, so if the kid, if your, uh, if your grandson, you said, if, if he is. No, no, my, my, my great nephew. Nephew. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, so if, if your nephew is, um, was using the, 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 doing the same thing as you were, but in an abstract environment, I guess that's just because society moved to more abstractions, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we that's do right. care about things digitally because that's where most of what society's interests are, like most of yeah, our, yeah. Like the no, jobs are moving that direction and the activities are moving that direction, right? Like who, who doesn't have a cell phone today, right? Yeah. A smartphone. Like it would be yeah. weird for someone to not have it. It would be a, uh, an outcast yeah. it's just because society changed that way. Is that, and, yeah, and, that answers the question? The, yeah, in, in some of the, the far corners of the world, like the same exists, like what you're saying, cell phones. Um, and so just going back to, so it, it, um, you made some really interesting points, and in particularly the one about abstractions. So getting back to children's intelligence, so mm-hmm. what, what, in what ways so that might we notice? So let's, let's put this kind of in some concrete terms. So yeah. digital media, so give me an example of how di- digital media has impacted what how would that show up how would it if, if we're saying it has 
positively possibly influence mm-hmm. how might what what yeah. might that look like? Yeah, so uh one way to measure this, like we have different methods to measure cognitive abilities, like how well the kid is learning or being able to reason. And um and some tests will measure like multiple different abilities from how well you can focus and pay attention, how well you can remember things, how well you can read and comprehend what you're reading, mm-hmm. how well you can do mathematics uh, that is adjusted to your grade, right? Like if you're just learning subtraction, then it's going to be about subtraction and so on. And uh, yeah, the the one I used in this recent research that found a positive impact of video game on cognitive development. Uh, it was a, a battery of tests. It was five different tests. Um, two of them were about uh, reading and vocabulary, mm. reading comprehension and vocabulary. Uh, one of them was about attention, like how my, how well we can focus and ignore distractions on on a screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was about learning, which is a simple task they had to learn um, to follow the instructions and how quickly you learned it. And another one was about rotating, like a mental rotation we call, which is just if you try to imagine uh, like a coffee mug, for example, and I'll try to imagine it rotating like sideways, right, in your mind. And then mm-hmm. that, that, that's the kind of test. It's that test is also. It was. I also used that test. So then okay. we put all those. I put all those together and then get this measurement of cognitive ability. Uh, and that's the one I used this time. Okay. Right. It, it varies, but it, it's usually like a combination of different abilities. Mm-hmm. So um, and so yeah. when you say video games, what what are we talking about? Just any video game, or there's specific types of video games that you, you looked at? Yeah, great question. We, we did not look at specific video games, unfortunately, because this data, I was not the one collecting it. This data comes from a, a big uh, project in the U.S. This is uh, data on American kids. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, uh, the ABCD data set. And it's a collaboration with 21 different sites, uh, universities, and research institutes in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they're collecting data on a variety of different variables. So the the project is not for digital media. It's just digital media is one of the many hundreds of variables they're collecting uh, across like biology, yeah. psychology, and neuroscience. They're collecting mm-hmm. vast amount of information, and they're following up those kids. So mm-hmm. they start those kids with they are nine, ten years old. That's when it started. It was in 2018, 17, from mm-hmm. around that time. That's when the project started. And now they've been following those kids up every year. They give tests again, give questionnaires. They um, Sometimes they get brain scans and so on. They, they're collecting a lot of data. And I had that data available. And that data was on digital media, different types of digital media. Uh, so we could, I could distinguish video game from TV watching, video watching from uh, texting and social media. But that's, that's the amount that I could 
that we could distinguish because they didn't ask yeah. further the types of genera, which, which yeah. would have been fantastic. It's just that yeah. for practical reasons, of course, they're collecting so much data and in 12,000 kids across the U.S. that it's, it's hard right, to put everything. Sure. There's sure. always more questions that we would like to, to ask. Um, but, sure. but it's definitely something that I'm following up now. Like I want to know specifically if, for example, for video gaming, what type of games are actually good and there might be types that are not good. There might be yeah. even types that are harmful. We don't know, right? We, right yeah. now, we yeah. do not know. Uh, we yeah. just know that when we put all those types of games together, there seems to be a positive uh, impact. Because I, I, when I follow up those kids two years later, the ones that play more seem to be the ones that had um, more gains mm-hmm. in, in cognition and in intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, even after I accounted for like obvious confounding factors like their socioeconomic status, I accounted for genetic predispositions, I accounted for that uh, there was no effect from initial value, like the kids playing, there was no selection, we call selection bias right there. It could just have been the kids who are faster at reasoning, they're just more attracted to video games, right? It could yeah. be because of subcultures, for example. It could be that those were the nerdy kids, and they're, that's what nerdy kids do, right? That's their yeah, subculture. Right. Yeah. So they end up yeah. playing more video games. So it might be the other way around, the causation, right? And we, mm-hmm. we, I also try to account for that. And even after those are accounted for, there's still a positive impact. Now, of, of, of course, this is one study only. One study cannot solve question, right? This is an enormous yeah. question that I was mentioning yeah. before, so we should be careful, and um, there's much more to to still research about this. Yes, yeah, sure. but, but I think and, it, it gives mm-hmm. a, a positive message of uh, that there might be some benefits that we've been ignoring over all this time, right? That yeah. There's yeah. been so much slack about video games and how mm-hmm. especially the, the media loves this, like the press loves to bash on video games because it's such a new thing and we're scared and I understand, right? It's such a new medium and that we're scared about that it might be harming kids' cognition. And I think it's it's an important finding to slow down this and ride a bit against the wave and say like, hey, maybe it's not like this, right? Maybe we're just overreacting about the negative impact. Like uh, like Socrates overreacted about books, right? I don't know if you know this story. Yes, yes. Uh, when Plato was writing, yeah. And yes, then yes. Plato was writing about Socrates, and he wrote that Socrates was very concerned about people in Greece, in ancient Greece. They were starting to write and read books mm-hmm. and put their mm-hmm. ideas down in books. And he was concerned because it was like, no, but now if you're putting all of your ideas in books, you don't need to keep them in mind anymore. And you won't be able to have memory. So you will forget things because now they are all on the paper. So you will not be engaging with your thinking all the time because you have this book, this new technology called book that is terrible. And he didn't write any books, which is, which is why we, we don't have any writing from Socrates, right? And he was super concerned about the effects of books, of this new medium on the new kids. And, well, in this case, he was wrong, right? Books did not make kids worse off. In fact, I think they made a society overall much better off. Yeah, yeah. 
And and so it was excellent. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because it is precisely the next point I was going to make is that maybe it is the kind of fear of the the transition that is happening around mm-hmm. that, yeah. uh, that may have societal implications that is more the issue. Um, and again, yeah, I, I just, think so. Right. And I, and I just want to emphasize that we are talking about um, the intelligence piece, the cognitive development piece, and not social development. You know, there are concerns around it where if you think about the example I gave about instead of, mm-hmm. uh, instead of going out and just, you know, physically doing those same things, doing it virtually, it depends on where, yep. you know, kind of value gets assigned. As you mentioned, that, that you know, we've started to make more uh, important uh, abstract thinking and abstract uh, ways of understanding the world. So if that's the case, that's certainly a shift. And, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's no different from, say, 100 years ago or 120 years ago, as you mentioned, that it is something that um, just is, a, is an evolution of the way we interact as human beings. Um, and so, so the, the, the real point here is that I, I guess it would be really interesting to see how, uh, and I'm sure you, you, it may be in your, your plans to team up maybe with some social psychologists or others uh, down the road um, to look yeah, at. Yeah, it, it very much um, is, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been yeah. thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, how those, how those uh, intersect. Um, so uh, Mm -hmm. that sounds fascinating well listen uh, this has been a great conversation we're almost out of time so as I promised I wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to tell people about any of your you know books or uh, articles uh, ways that they may find you social media or otherwise Uh, someone's looking for your work where where would they find you yeah thank you Brian yeah that was a very very good conversation the yeah you can find me on Twitter I have a, at Bruno Sauce. Uh, Sauce is my family name. So all together. And yeah, there you can find my website as well. My website is also brunosauce.net. Uh, you can also go to my website if you want, where you can find all my research is there uh, and available to everyone. Like you, you, you can download there as well. It's uh, if, if you find it interesting. And um, yeah. And okay. It's been a pleasure. Yep. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you again. You've added to me, and I'm sure people listening in would agree and uh, just will be uh, listening and watching uh, for your success and, and looking for more articles and, and research coming from you. And so um, until then, go well, stay well. Thank you. You too. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.